0: Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today, we're going to make another super easy, super fast, well, now that's funny, slow cooker soup. Okay, the prep is fast, the cooking isn't, but you don't have to do that part. So, suppose you had to serve a meal to a group, and you thought to yourself, well... Chili is one of the things that I can make up in a slow cooker. It can be ready when I get home from work and there'll be the, you know, the people will be there and I can just scoop out the chili and it's done. And then you remember, oh wait, two of the people I'm going to be serving don't eat red meat. Okay, no problem. So I'll make a vegetarian chili, but just somehow it isn't appealing to you. It's kind of like, yeah, that would be okay, but kind of boring inconsistency. It's not what I'm looking for for tonight. Now I'm not dissing vegetarian chili. Okay. I'm just saying, let's say that's not what you're in the mood for. Here is an alternative, something else you could do. This is a chicken chili. Honestly, I don't know why it's called chili except it's got beans in it, but it's a chicken chili. It's uh it's a white chicken chili. If you make it with green sauce instead of red sauce. And I'll explain that in a minute. It's a very simple throw-together into the pot, put everything in, don't do anything extra before, during, or after kind of recipe. So that's what we're going to do. And here's your list of ingredients. You need two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. That's probably three large ones, maybe four. And if they are small, you might need even five or six. If you have a scale, that's the best way to figure out when you have two pounds. You need a large onion. I use a sweet onion just because that's what I keep in my house. A large red bell pepper. Don't worry too much about whether it's red or not. If you have green or yellow or orange or something in the house, we're trying to do this easy. Not perfect. Okay. And then you need uh, four cloves of garlic, kind of medium sized cloves of garlic. Not too small. Large is better than small. More garlic is always, or usually at least, a good thing. need about 16 ounces of corn. You can use a, a 15 ounce or 14 and a half ounce can if you have that in the house, in which case you drain it. Or you can scoop out a couple of cups worth of frozen corn. You need one can of great northern beans. And again, if you have great northern beans, that's super. If you have something else, don't worry about it. The point of the original ingredients of this recipe was to make everything sort of white. So if you don't care about how it looks and you're just going to eat some soup or some chili, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Use whatever beans you got in the house. You need, again here, uh, if you want a white chicken chili, about 16 ounces of green taco sauce. I don't happen to have any green taco sauce in the house. I don't care if it's all white. I'm going to use some regular mild, chunky salsa instead. So again, unless you care that it's beautiful, use what you got in the house. You need half a cup of chicken broth and a little salt and that's it. The thing about this is, as I said, it just all goes in the pot. There really aren't any do-aheads except to put everything out on your counter where you can easily get to it. If you have to defrost some chicken breasts. That could be a do ahead. Here's what we're going to do once you've got everything ready in front of you, which I already did. I'm going to take my chicken breasts and we're going to cut them in half lengthwise. Mine are really quite big. I, I got them from Costco and if you ever shop at Costco, you know that everything Costco sells is big and these are no exception. So I may need to cut them more than once. But what you're doing generally is cutting them in half the long way and then going crosswise to that cubing them you know you're making slices perpendicular to that first cut in order to cube the chicken and yes indeed it's too big for one slice so i've added two more slices to mine isn't that funny you can't get anything normal size at costco i got a package of grapes at the same time that i i got this chicken Not only was the package of grapes huge, but the grapes themselves were the biggest grapes I'd ever seen. They're just red grapes, but they were huge. They were like, I don't even know what to say. They were the size of ping pong balls. Cut up your chicken lengthwise, crosswise into cubes. The goal is bite-sized pieces so that people don't have to eat their soup with a knife and fork. Mine isn't quite two pounds. I know I'm a little bit under with three very large chicken breasts. And I don't care. It's close enough. Sometimes I'm an I don't care kind of cook. So once we have our chicken breasts all chunked up, bite-sized pieces, I started to say we're going to put them right in the pot, but I'm going to go backwards a little bit. There is one do-ahead. Before we put the chicken in the pot, it wouldn't hurt to spray. Use some nonstick cooking spray on the inside of the cooker that's another duh moment isn't it because you wouldn't use it on the outside but there you go into the sprayed pot you just scrape all that chicken off your cutting board and into the pot if there are pieces that are stuck together this is your chance to separate them and that was what I just had to do okay next thing is an onion So most recipes, it seems like ask for a a medium onion. This one asks for a large onion. And I'm gonna see if I can describe to you how to cut an onion. Take the onion with the skin still on it and assuming you're right-handed, okay? If you're left-handed, you have to reverse this, but I'm trusting you can reinterpret that on your own behalf. So put the root end, the end with what used to have roots on it, in your left hand. And so it's sitting sideways on the cutting board with the root end where your left hand is and then on the other side cut off enough to make a flat surface at that point you can stop and peel the skin off the onion take off any layers that are papery or have papery parts because we're going to chop this whole onion so you you don't want to accidentally get the papery parts in your chili You don't even have to get them all the way off. Just peel them back to where the root is if that's what you want to do. Now, flat side you just cut. Put it down on the counter because now it's stable, right? You're not rocking it on a round edge. It's flat. And then put your knife, the point of your knife, right next to the root that still remains and cut down toward the cutting board. So you've made a slice. How can I put it? From root to... Leaf end, and then make another one right next to it, like you're cutting a pie. And just go all the way around, keep them kind of narrow, the slices kind of close together. You might find that you have to hold the onion together. We're going to go all the way around this onion as though it were a pie, cutting from the root end down to the cutting board. I probably have said that I like using sweet onions because I'm the kind of person who, if you have a sweet onion, I like to just eat it raw. I don't like hot onions, both because they make my eyes burn when I cut them and because they're hot. I use a ceramic knife. I have a perhaps unfounded belief that it makes the onions less likely to cause tears. Also, the sweet onions are better about that. All right, so now you've got this thing that looks like sort of a a spiral kind of thing, right? Your root end is still up. Now we're going to take your left hand and put it over the root and turn the whole thing, tip the whole thing back on its side. So now it's on its round side again, and your hand is on the root end. And now you're going to chop again down, starting at the flat end, chop down toward the cutting board. And there you get, for every slice, a nice big handful of diced onions. Later, if anything's too big, you can go back and chop it up again. You're holding the onion with your fingernails, not the flat of your hand not the pads of your fingers you want to kind of try to learn to hold the onion with your fingernails this is hard i won't tell you differently you can use the root if there's anything there you can kind of hold on by the root the closer you get to the root the more the onion splays out and makes it hard to cut and there's a point when for me at least it's just splayed too much and i have to just lay it down on the cutting board and cut around it now here's another thing so what i'm left with has this huge pile of diced onions and the root end in my hand. This is kind of funny but if you feel interested in an experiment take that root end with a tiny bit of onion still attached to it put it in a container in a shallow bit of water don't cover the top of the onion that's left just so that the roots are wet and uh, wait a few days and you'll sprout a new onion. You go out and you plant that in your yard or you put it in a pot and it will grow more little onions for you. The only thing you need to know about that is that the onions that seem to grow are hotter than the one you planted. Now, all that onion you just cut is going in the pot on top of the chicken. I'm using a bench scraper. I love my bench scraper. I don't really use it in all the ways you could use it, but boy, for picking stuff up, off the cutting board. If you have a stationary cutting board, like mine's built into my counter because I have a really old 1950s kitchen and I don't even know if they do this anymore, but it is. So using a bench scraper to transfer the onions to the pot. is very fun for me. I'm easily amused. All right, next is the bell pepper. This should be a big bell pepper. And like I said, if you have red, it's probably the prettiest thing. What we're gonna do is cut it in half and get rid of all the membrane and the seeds and the stem. We're gonna chop this and you wanna end up with about a cup and a half of chopped red bell pepper. So once you got the insides out, you just cut it in strips and then we're gonna cut it in the other direction, chop it. What we're trying to do yet again is get bite-sized pieces. And this is for flavor, of course, because red pepper red bell pepper is wonderfully sweet and flavorful but it's also for color because if you were making this with all white ingredients this is the thing that pops and makes everything so pretty i believe green would be just as pretty or yellow well yellow might not show so much but i don't care like i said any pepper will do chop it up into little bits Pulling out the old bench scraper again, and that goes in to the crock pot on top of the onions. Okay, now you pull out your garlic. Now I'm going to use the bench scraper again, but here's what you're going to do. Before you do any peeling, before you do anything, first thing to do to these cloves of garlic is cut off the, the flat dry end. Just take your sharp knife and cut it off. Just keep it as small as possible cuz you want to preserve the garlic, right? You want as much of the garlic as you can. Oh, that one turned out to be two. Oh, well, that's all right. Now, I'm going to take my bench scraper. And you're going to take either your bench scraper or the flat of a metal knife, not a not a ceramic one, push down on the garlic. Just flatten it, squish it. That will crack the skin, which will make it come off really easily. Oh, there's another double. Look at that. You can't tell sometimes, you know. All right. Now that paper shell will come right off. So fast and easy. And we don't need this garlic to look pretty because we're going to chop it up anyway, right? So peel off all the little paper bits. Now just chop, chop it up. Chop it Mince it is what we're going to do. We want it fine. We want little bits on this. Again, I love my ceramic knife for this, but then I love my ceramic knife for everything. If you have questions about cutlery, there's actually a blog post that I wrote on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com, that talks about different kinds of knives, why I like them, all right, let's be honest. It does talk about different kinds of knives, but what it really talks about is why I like ceramic knives so much. That's what the bottom line, that's the punchline of the article. I kind of gave away the whole thing. Anyway, that's what it is. It's called, I think, Let's Talk About Knives. There's a lot of cool blog posts on there. I, that's where I do a lot of research, look stuff up about why and how and whether and which and write them out and share them. They're usually very short and very illuminating. I've learned a lot while writing those blogs and I think that uh, people might enjoy them so I hope you'll check it out. There's my minced garlic bench scraper and in the pot it goes on top of the red pepper. Next is the corn and I say that with some chagrin because I'm going to use a can I don't usually even have cans in the house. I use the frozen vegetables because I believe they taste better, believe their texture is better, and I believe that more nutrients are included in them. In fact, I know that. Sometimes frozen vegetables are fresher than fresh vegetables. Did you know that? Because as fresh vegetables sit, even in a farmer's market, they're leaching their nutrients into the air and frozen vegetables are frozen almost immediately. They get them off the cob, they throw it in the flash freezer, and there you go, everything that came on the cob is still in there, in terms of nutrients. But today, I have a can, and this is a good place to use it. So if you're using a can, drain it. If you're using frozen, put in about two cups, just throw them in, you don't have to defrost it, don't cook it, don't do anything. But do drain it if you're using a can. And in it goes on top of the garlic. Okay, the next ingredient is the beans. And this probably, I mean, it's not like you're using dried beans, okay? So this is a can. And I do happen to have some great northern beans, so that's what I'm using. If you have a favorite bean, use your favorite bean. Who cares? Okay, this one also gets drained. I'll dump it into your colander. Scrape out the ones that always stick to the bottom. There we go, and rinse them as well. I'll let the water drain off of that for just a second, and then that's going in as well. Into the crock pot they go. All right. Now, here's where we come to the sauce and I'm just going to suggest that you don't worry too much about it. If you want something pretty, we're going back to here's the pretty version stuff. The pretty version stuff is 16 ounces of a green taco sauce. That's because that keeps the chili sort of white color, and only the yellow and the red from the corn and the red pepper will decorate that as I mentioned repeatedly i don't care and i don't happen to have any green taco sauce in the house what i do have is some chunky red regular sort of salsa and i use mild because i cook for people well and in fact if you're cooking for that group that we hypothesized about you probably need to stick with a mild salsa you want 16 ounces of that or in other words again about two cups. The 16 ounces of salsa also goes into the crock pot. Alright, and then is it a half cup of chicken stock or chicken broth, whatever you got. I use mine from a carton because I can keep the rest. You know, the trouble with the cans is once you got them open then you only need half a cup, what the heck do you do with the rest? So this is one of those aseptic containers, which I find really helpful. And there you go. We're going to put in a half a teaspoon of salt and then we're going to stir this up. Once it's stirred, you turn it on the crock pot. Once the crock pot's on, you set the timer for six to seven hours that it just looks like a bunch of disparate stuff. I'm thinking, how is this gonna turn into soup? But just trust me, it's gonna be okay. Put your lid on it, turn it to at least six hours on low, maybe seven, you'll know when you get there. And at that point you can season it with whatever, it needs a little more salt or whatever. Uh, depending on what salsa you're using, you might wanna add some spice if you want it a little hotter or a little spicier. You can certainly add most any sort of Mexican kind of spice. Whatever moves you. How's that? I'm going to serve this tonight with probably a little grated Manchego cheese. But you can use cheddar or you don't have to use cheese at all. Again, if you're serving for a group, it's kind of fun to have that out there. You can put out some Mexican cheese, uh, some sour cream. I probably put some sour cream on the table. And you can serve it with a loaf of bread or some corn chips or whatever you like to eat. Please check out the website for both the blogs and other recipes you might like to try. You might find an excellent dessert. I'm kind of a cookie fanatic, so there are a lot of cookie recipes on the website, which again is the cookalongpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy your chili, and until next time, happy cooking!